What's going on? What's going on, everybody? This is another episode, number 17, Chocolate Gumbo, y'all. What's go? Rise, hey, shine, and elevate. Rise, shine, and elevate, everybody. Hey. Episode 17. It's another week, y'all. You know how we do it, man. Each and every week, we bring y'all new heat, and we drop it every Sunday. So tell a friend, bring a friend. Tell them to subscribe, like, comment, and follow us, man. IG, uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, it doesn't matter. YouTube, especially. Follow us on YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeart, Anchor, some of everything, man. Any but streaming platform, we there. Okay? <laughs> anyone, anyone. And you know how we kick off each and every episode, man. We got to ask y'all, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Thank God. Uh, All-Star Fry Hard Friday was a total success. Two showdown shows, Tavern on the Grange, uh, Mojo Brooks, Corey Bell, hosted by the one and only Big Keith. Saturday, Tavern on the Grange, Beast Basin Brunch. Did two shows without my brother here because he was out and out the out the country probably. And shows was off the chain. Then I drove to Decatur, Illinois. Shout out Decatur, Illinois. Shout out my boy Kendrick and his boy Dre. They throw they they throw a great comedy show in an old grocery store that they turned into a club that was really nice and classy. And made it home Sunday. I got some rest. And we back, baby. So, um, so yeah, my weekend was still again pretty settled, but I did attend a friend's wedding on Friday. It was uh pretty dope, you know. Congratulations uh to her and her other person that she married. But you know, I I saw something a little different at this wedding. Um, I had I, I haven't been to a wedding where they gave a whole sermon. Like they literally had chairs for them to sit in. And I'm like, why are they not standing up? But you know, they gave a sermon, and the word that was given was great people who were getting married so that wedding was dope right after that wedding i did go over to tavern on the grange to the second show the comedy show to support my, my guy over here you know i'm always supporting my, my friends you know his shows his shows whatever like i'm gonna be there to support if i'm free so i did make the second show it was dope as hell make sure y'all come out and check one of them comedy shows on them first fridays and then any day on uh, weekend on saturday they there so yeah and um after that you know my other weekend was just chill not to work and you know that's all i did what about you you know what this weekend was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. I started off, I, I, I had to go downtown, so I played at a place called The Basement downtown. Okay. I, like uh, I actually used to do that place for years. Uh, I did it for like six straight years straight every Friday. Okay. So it was one of the places, like a live music uh, party atmosphere place downtown. So if you're okay. in the downtown area, check out The Basement downtown Chicago. It's real fun, live music. I did that Friday. Uh, Saturday, I had to get up. I had to make some runs because I had to get prepared to go out of town uh, Saturday, so I couldn't make it to brunch. I had my boy Tim come and hold it down. My brother Swift was the feature. Hold it down. They did a great job from what all the reviews I got, and they held it down for me. But I had to stop by my niece's baby shower. So my niece is having another child. So oh, I have a, baby I have a Shout out great to nephew coming. Love. Great okay. nephew. Yes. Yeah. So, a great nephew. I already you got a great niece. You ain't even a granddad. Yeah, you got a great. <laughs> that's crazy. Lord right. Jesus. My sister's the grandpa, uh, grandma. So that's 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 her thing. But she got. I got a great niece coming, so I had to to uh, stop by there, and then I had uh, a wedding to do downtown Chicago uh, at this place called uh, the Dulcie or something like that. Okay. Downtown. Uh, okay. I think it's Dulcie. Anyway, but did a wedding there, and then I got home. Uh, by 11 o'clock, finished packing. Okay. Me and the wife, we shot out to, uh, had a shout out to, to Dallas 
and we see my brother and stuff like that. I had to do a private gig. Private gig I could not talk again. Private I can't tell. I can't tell. I had to sign a. Uh, you uh, had to sign a oh, non-disclosure. Yeah, I had to sign a non-disclosure because you can't talk about it after the fact. I don't know. I just don't want. We got future stuff going on with them. Damn, so, RJ. Yeah, out I want to keep that relationship. But we did. We did somebody's. Uh, somebody's like a. Uh, uh, Megan Markle's probably Megan Markle. Or, it was a, it was uh, a former Paul athlete. Hogan. Or, it was a former former athlete's uh, birthday party that Emin we did. Smith for somebody. I can't say who it was. Damn, baby, baby, was shout crazy. out RJ, man. Shout out RJ, man. Shout out to you. Yeah, making so big, a move. You can't even tell nobody about I it. I can't Come on, tell it because they got some future stuff they want to. They want us to do some more That's stuff. So I want to keep that keep that relationship good. But it was so fun, man. Even my wife, she came down there. She couldn't even go. Oh wow. So she she hung out with my uh, brother John and uh, sister uh, Tanisha. John and Tanisha Sanders down there. In Texas, she hung out with them, and then we hung out. We see my brother. My brother said down there as well. Uh, so it was pretty cool, pretty quick trip. We she got a little sunshine. We both got a little sunshine, and then we came on back. But you know what? We got to get into this thing. We got to get into these current topics, man. We we definitely got to do that. Now, as we know, this is National Women's Month. Yes, sir. Can I get some claps? That we it is. Get some claps for the, all the women. Shout out it's all our the month, women, ladies. man. Y'all go through that. Y'all go through yeah. a lot being a woman. Shout it out. Yes, we do. Yes, but today, Kendra, is what? It's actually National Women's Day. Oh, March eighth. It's so, our day. It's the day. So, so when you see this episode on, it will be the twelfth. When you see the episode, we record during the week and then we release everything on, on Sunday. Sunday. So that's yes. how you know. So we just gonna keep it real and let you know what certain stuff. It might be a certain day, mm -hmm. but we let you know that that's what's going on. So you're not seeing it directly live, but. This is National Women's Day. Shout today. out. Shout, shout, out, shout out, out to all the beautiful yes, women. If it wasn't for love. you guys, it wouldn't be no us. You keep the population going. You're beautiful. You're strong. And you are truly appreciated. Yes. Uh, yes. Now we got to get into some uh, things, man. Um, we got to shout out the women, man. We got to oh, yeah, shout you, out you our women. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm all sorry. Right. You you go first? Yeah, let me. Let me. It's ladies first. It's ladies first. Oh, ladies day. <laughs> so, you know, I found out today that we actually have a color purple. Um, that they royalty. that they resonate with yes that's royalty okay. um, with us women and I just decided to put on a little purple lipstick I don't know it might look pink on the camera but it's purple <laughs> I think you know that's all I can just grab real quick to uh, recognize us but yeah so um, the person that I thought about today that I wanted to uh, give shots out or, or give you a little fact history fact on is Maya Angelou. Oh, okay. So on. Maya Angelou, she was born on April 4th, mm -hmm. 1928. She is a poet, a dancer, a singer, an activist, and also a scholar. Maya was the world famous author who was also known for her autobiographies, talking about her life. Mm -hmm. And one, um, actually, it was one book that she wrote that was well known mm -hmm. um, from, I think she spoke about her life uh, up to the age of 17. And it was called uh, Cageberg Sings. Okay. So if you guys haven't read that book, read it. Maya Angelou, you know, she's a great poet. She always has these sayings that's inspiring us. Yeah. So I just wanted to uh, give her recognition on today. Life and wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Every morning when you rise, the space continuum floats through time until the present. And then, okay, I got on my... <laughs> I got off him with my Angelou bag for a second. Yes, my bad. I was feeling flowers in the springtime as the breeze flows oh, across Lord. the modern flow of love and life. 
You, you trying to become so, a poet today? So like, he sound, he sound try, like he sound like Earth, he sound like Maya like Kid, Eartha Kid, and Maya. Right, Maya like, does. What you trying to do Maya over here, darling? <laughs> you don't have to blow your own horn. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding ass. Lord, help Shout out to Maya. Maya anybody else out now? That was your person for today. That was my person for today. Keith, you got any women you want to shout? I got two women I want to shout out, and they both have the same name for different reasons. I want to shout them out. First person I want to shout out, Harriet Tubman. Okay. When you talk about a woman that went through it all to liberate and bring through people, like I told you, I drove to Decatur this weekend, right? Every time I take a road trip and I'm driving for hours and hours and hours through Mississippi, through Alabama, through Memphis, through Kentucky, through the mountains and all of that. I think about how much these people had to want to be free. How bad did they want to be free, bro, to run for days and days and days, not knowing what's coming up, what's behind you. You got 11 people and y'all running in a pack all night, hiding in the daytime, running that night. You got a kid, a grandmama, an uncle, a nigga with a peg foot. You got so much extra shit going on to really want to be not a slave anymore. And you got this crazy, not crazy, but you got this lady who is so so much of a zealot to be like, look, I know where to go. I know where to go. And I know what to do. I know the routes. I know where it's safe to go. I know where it's not safe to go. And this lady, shout out Harriet Tubman, this lady not only freed slaves, she would shoot people if they if they came on a trip and didn't want to go back because they're going to get them caught. Then they're going to put you onto the route. She would knock the shit out of babies with the butt of the pistol if they was crying and it was time to be quiet. Is this is, is this real? This <laughs> is documented, bro. Okay. She would motherfucker. Like, I'm you're teaching me something what? today. <laughs> wow. Okay, Harriet, tell me. You brought something new to the table. Well, can that I one. ask you a question though? Are you you started off by saying that your road trips remind you of because like, the road trip. Have you ever taken a road trip and you driving and all you see you don't see no downtown. Most of most of America is rural, uh, uh forest. Land, yeah. Yes, it's trees okay, and trees you. and and that hours and hours of driving and all those trees and all this wide open space to be running for days and all y'all got is some bread and drinking out of a pond oh, yeah y'all had to really want to be free and people ran from mississippi all the way to fucking wisconsin iowa indiana like you know how bad they had to really want to be free to be on foot for three four five nine days Shout out, Harry Tubman, Shout out to Harriet Tubman, man. Shout out to Harriet. Shout out to Harriet. you. Now, who's the second person, Keith? Well, I said this got similar names, right? Yeah. I need to shout out. First, I want to shout out all the people who didn't grow up with a real family. And this lady right here was a mother to all of us. Shout out to Harriet Winslow off of Family Matters. Harriet. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you Harriet. something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you ain't never been cute, but who you was always it? beautiful. Do you understand me? Harriet Winslow, you was married to the a nigga that looked like me with no hair. Like, come on now. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Harriet, you was really in love with a big dude. And you had my high school crush, Laura Winslow. That was my high school crush. I still okay. want Laura Winslow to this day. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and all the people who didn't have, like, a big family and 
you know, because the, the black family isn't really shown anymore on TV. They don't they don't really illustrate a happy black family. So shout out to Harriet Winslow. Shout out to Harriet Tubman. Y'all both free minds and free people. And thank you so much. Happy mm. Women's Month. Happy Women's Month. Happy Women's Month. I got I got I'm gonna shout out a person. I'm gonna reach in the bag for this one. Okay. I want to shout out Mary McLeod Bethune. Ooh. Yes. So th- that's a woman. She built a school in those times as a black. Woman. First of all, building doing a school when they being black us, when they didn't period. want us to read. Right. When they didn't want us to read, she did that. Build a one-room school. She did that in a time like that was impossible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So many people that was probably uneducated couldn't read at the time, and she wanted to make a change. Mm-hmm. So we like to shout out to Mary McLeod at Thumb, some innovators, people that was four thinkers back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, man, shout out, major shout out to that. And I want to shout out another one too, Keith. You know, since we doing a double shout out. Okay, 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 okay. Y'all trying to show wanna... me up on Women's Month? Okay. Nah, I want to <laughs> shout out. No, we want to shout out. Of course, you know, we go, we can, we can. I, I, Women's Month. I'm gonna shout out my wife every episode. So, I, shout out my wife. I love you, baby. Shout mm-hmm. out my mom. We, rest. We in love peace. you. We yeah. love you. We love, love you, mom. We love you, wife. But I, f- I feel it's appropriate for the show to shout out Miss Kendra. Hey, I was just Happy about to say, you out. Shout out to people. You are your walking, breathing, yeah. living shout out to women Thank all across you. this that world. A you are a beautiful example. We ain't got no flowers or nothing, but what we're saying is, yeah, we, appre- we appreciate her, man. She does a lot of things behind the scene. She works out, man. She tells everybody that she knows about the Chocolate Gumbo movement, man. So we appreciate all the subscribers, yes. everybody that tuned in, a lot of her cousins and friends and stuff. <laughs> we, we truly appreciate y'all. We yes. get the message. We truly appreciate the support. And we'd like to shout out Kendra, man, for Thank her hard you. work on Women's I feel Women. so loved. We, so we, we all bring talent and abilities, but not mm-hmm. only do she bring talent, she brings beauty and a little bit. Okay. <laughs> And not only beauty, but she's the most business-oriented person that that I know far Aww, as when it comes to friend. having an idea, making it official, moving forward on it. That's all I've known this woman to do. So God bless you, Kendrick. Thank bless you. you. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Don't make me cry. Oh, we got to change something. You about to start crying and stuff. <laughs> anyway, we got to get this thing going now. Now, we got to get up in these uh, rah, rah, current topics. RJ, RJ, what you putting in your mouth? Um, sir. <laughs> we're not gonna do that tonight. We on camera. We, uh, we, we going, gonna do this going to the world. You're not gonna do me like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is you? Uh, listen. Uh, anyway, we're gonna get okay. the current All topics. Right. Okay. I'm gonna leave you alone, kid, because he got me on that. I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm please. not messing with him please. no more because he's about to get me back. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is answer the question. No, nope, I'm not answering. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, we had current events, y'all. So we got to talk about the first one. Since we're from Chicago, we got to talk, talk about, about ladies. Girl. And we're talking about ladies. We're talking we talk about, about ladies. This this ladies women's, women's month. This lady got, made history. Yeah. Yes. Who are we talking about? Lori Lightfoot. Okay. Lori Light Auntie. Auntie Lightfoot. The first black woman to be mayor in Chicago history. Yeah. Yes, shout out. Let's do this. Let's yes. shout her out for that. She, she made history. She, she definitely made history. Openly gay, Lord. black woman. She's not a supermodel. She doesn't have long, flowing hair. She doesn't wear wigs and weaves. She is a woman's woman. Like, she is a woman. Like, she's totally a woman. So, shout out, Glory Lightfoot. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to you. I now, mean, people this... said, uh, what you say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Look people were saying that, you know, she hi- she only got hired because she was a woman and she was gay and all the, all the different factors. Well, but now she didn't win her. She lost her re-election bid, though, so. 
But that's the same reason why she says. That's uh, why. See, you took in the word. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The same reason why you just said she won is the same reason why she's claiming she lost. That's wow. weird, right? Wow. That's crazy. I was like, wait, huh? Then you say that's why you won, or is that the reason why you won? But that's the reason why you lost too now. It's just the crimes. The crimes Look, in Chicago are so bad she couldn't handle it. I'm so I'm so pro. I I love I love women. I love the women. I love especially our black women. You know, I definitely love them. And I, but what's wrong is wrong. What's right is right. Lori, now she did do the do a best job. I mean, she tried it. Well, she she went through a difficult season, especially with COVID. And a lot of people was at home doing nothing and didn't like how governor and, like how, and how she how she moved. So mm-hmm. yeah. this was the time that you need to be on your PSQ. So everybody didn't wasn't working. Everybody sitting around. You had the the the, the uh, well being of us in your hands, and people didn't like. How she handled that, and I think that's really why she lost the reelection. You know, not because she's a woman; that doesn't make sense. Right. Because I just see Chicago really move forward. That's because she wouldn't have got elected the first time. Chicago right. has right. gotten more synonymous for gun violence. Um, it's got more synonymous for downtown uh, foolery. A bunch of young people, black, black, and Mexican predominantly doing donuts in the Hellcats, blocking streets off and just doing donuts and having fun, kids shit, the George Floyd thing where people were looting and making uh, property owners and store owners and uh, people who lived in that area very afraid. Um, There's been a couple high-profile murders, carjacking is on the rise. So she was taking hits along the way and thought that every mayor of Chicago was going to take these hits. Like, there's no reason why she should get scrutinized for what every mayor is going to go through because Chicago is a very volatile city. It's got a lot of good and a moderate amount of bad, and it's shit going on. Ever since she started this job, it was shit going on. It was a sugar tax. Around that issue, around that time she got hired, there was a big higher sugar tax because Chicago was just taxing everything, trying to get money, trying to get revenue, uh, street cameras, her entourage, uh, her and the former mayor's entourage flying through lights, accumulating all these camera tickets and not paying them. So it's a bunch of issues in the specifics of the government of Chicago, how it runs, the, the management of the city type of thing. And also she didn't make a lot of friends within party lines and across party lines, uh, the aldermen. And she would always be having difficult moments with different people at the city meeting. So it wasn't a lot of friendly blood for her as well. So I, I think that she would like to say that it was close enough to where those factors mattered, but ma'am, it wasn't close. It wasn't close. You came here from Ohio. You seemed <clears throat> to me entitled. Like you, you inherited one of the biggest hold on, problematic states in the in, in the world. You said Ohio? Yeah, she's from Ohio, buddy. She's not from she's Chicago. She's not even from Chicago, bro. No, she's from Ohio, G. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does make me feel some kind of way. But yeah, you're right. Um, I don't think those factors had anything to do with it, but that's what she's saying, and that's okay. We respect it. Speaking mm-hmm. of gun violence, man. Oh shit. We gotta we gotta talk about your boy. On on the news, uh, not on the news, but on IG, on 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 social oh, media. It's on the news. It's, 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 it's on, on CNN. It's, it was on local. It was on every pretty piece of news medium because they want to make a big deal out of it. They try to make an example out of it. Oh, my guy, man. Uh, I, I'm a big basketball fan, and uh, it's a young man that I believe this, just like the next Allen Iverson. Um, so his name is um, John Morant. Yes. Uh, he plays for the um, uh, Minnesota, no, not Minnesota, uh, Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, a very great talent. 
a bright young star. He's he. I I compare him to Allen Iverson. I did too. I yeah, do. It's a fair I comparison. Do. It's a very fair comparison. That's how. This is how great and promising this guy is. His jumper is, is as consistent as it, as it can be, and as it is sometimes. But his slash ability, his crossover ability, his his agility, far as being in the air and to be able to contort his body because he got freaky long arms. You're right. That's a fair comparison. I just made that comparison not too long ago. So it's, it's right that we can say that this guy is one of the superstars. Yeah, of yeah definitely, definitely. Superstar. Absolutely, not just absolutely, a star. Absolutely. A superstar of the league. He could be potentially the face of the league. And I yes, think this is why the, the teardown is going to be so much more significant because he had the potential to be the face of the league. Well, to get in the story, the guy was on IG Live. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was at a strip club mm-hmm. um, in a strip club in Memphis. Whatever, hanging out. He pulled out. He had a he had a little gun on not him. So in Memphis, he, my friend. They not were, in Memphis. They were on the road. They was on the road. That's why Colorado investigated. Yes, Thank you for the correction. Yes. So, correction, guys. There is on the road. On the road. Which makes it that bill. So you're pretty much on company's time. Mm-hmm. Mm. The All only right. reason you're in Colorado is because of the National Basketball Association. You're on company's time. So you got a you got a pistol with you. You're flashing on IG and it caused a lot of backlash. Then you have some people like, well, what's the big deal? You got some people that feel like it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna go down and give our opinions about that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, which one? Who wants to start first? I mean, for me, initially, I just felt like um, seeing him. Well, I, I didn't know he was on the road. Now, you know, I'm getting a little bit more clarification, but I just didn't understand the repercussions of him not being able to play the next two games because mm-hmm. he so-called flashed um, his gun. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking just initially hearing the story that, you know, did he have a concealed carry? Was he in a situation where he had to flash the gun? I, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, OK, well, what's the problem? Like. The world we live in today, it causes us to have these weapons on us okay. um, at all times. So I didn't see anything particularly second, second wrong rights. with it. Gut, right. Right to bear arms. Right to bear arms. You're, you're so legal, it's just like, you're a citizen justified to have whatever weapon you want. Right. right. So I'm like, is it because he's in the NBA, you know, mm. that he's uh, having these repercussions? But now I see he was on company time. So and he, he pulled that young man move. He's 23 years old. They be mm-hmm. they, y'all be trying to be too flashy mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. at this young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to get a little bit more control about y'all self. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all be in y'all little fun moments thinking y'all can, you know, and then that don't got you in a little trouble. You want me to go? So, I mean, are you sure you want me to hey. go? Hey, I'm about to go in. So go I can go in. I, can, I, 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 go I, in. I feel like you about to go in. So I can go before you because I, I feel like you about to go in too. So mm-hmm. this is my thing. This is my thing about the whole situation, right? Yes, he's 23. Mm-hmm. He he probably have a gun license. Colorado is an open carry state. Mm-hmm. You know we know all those things. Mm-hmm. But it's thing. This is thing I gotta say. I'm a black man, so I can speak. And and, and I know we got we got listeners and subscribers that's all races, and I don't want to necessarily always make it about that. Right. But I'm 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 talking in truth of our perspective and how things are. Mm-hmm. We don't have those opportunities like that, right? So it don't matter who it is. It would have been bad. If it was a white dude doing it, it would have been stupid and bad. You on IG, you're showing off. If you got a gun, for my gun holders, to conceal and carry, mm-hmm. it's concealed yeah, and yeah. carry mm-hmm. for a reason. It ain't everybody's business you got a gun. I know mm-hmm. I got kids that carry guns all the time, and you won't know it. That's the whole point of that. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't it for you to show off and let nobody know you got a gun? What's the point of that? I ain't letting you know I got a gun. Because if I let you know that I got a gun, it ain't a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's bad for everybody. It's bad for me, too. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's number one. Number two, you are a target. You got money. You got different endorsements. You got different things. People are targeting you. You can't do that kind of stuff and think you're going to jeopardize the money that you got coming in, the future you're building for your family, your kids, over some goofy stuff, trying to act tough. How are you tough and you're a millionaire, even if you are tough? What's the point of that? People, people, when we in the hood, being tough is a, a survival tactic. Mm -hmm. We are trying to survive mm -hmm. to get to where you at. Mm -hmm. You at the place that people are dying to get to. RJ, just call him whack. Call him extra whack like you're supposed to. <laughs> it was that it's a, he's not a, he's not whack because he's 23, man. And okay. I and I understand being goofy like that because okay. I was 23 and goofy too. Mm -hmm. That was a goofy move. Mm -hmm. He's not a goofy person, he's not a dumb dude. He took ownership for what he did. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure his family talked to him over about it. Mm -hmm. People was criticizing his father, like, oh, he's too friendly. At the end of the day, yeah, he is friendly with his son, but I don't know what him and his father talked about. You never know if he checked about that. We don't know that. We assuming that. But it's hard. Even if your son, you tell me how your son would act if they had two hundred something million dollars. A contract with yeah. twenty million dollars written. Everybody's in it, son and you haven't acted got crazy. All the money yet. Yeah. You still have to play. But game I'm saying, for game. when your son, when your daughter, your son have to buy your buying your house, it ain't the same dynamic. It ain't. It ain't the same. Yeah, they're going to respect you always as the parent, but it ain't the same dynamic. You can say, hey, man, I was stupid. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, but they're going to do what they want to do. I did what I want to do, and I ain't had no damn money with my mom right. and my dad. You know what I'm saying? So if I had 200 and some million, of course, I'm going to listen when they get on me. But it's like, I'm still going to make my own Bonehead mistakes. Well, yeah, yeah the money ain't gonna be no influence, period. Like, you're gonna be who you are as a person. But when you got money, it multiplies. Who thinks like that, though? I mean, you know what I'm saying? He he probably just was like, whatever. Like, ain't he nobody. Just hanging out, being stupid and young at 23. That I'm part. trying to show I'm a thug. I'm still down, even though I'm balling, even though I got this money, even though I'm John Morant. I don't get it twisted. I'm saying I'm still with right. it. No. And people watching you, man, you can't be having that type of influence on the other people that's in your age range or people that's a fan of yours. So let me say this I get one it. thing. Comedians want to be DJs. DJs want to be comedians. Rappers want to be actors. Actors want to be rappers. Thugs want to hoop and hoopers want to be a thug. Mm -hmm. It's always the, 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 Attraction to the opposite, you know what I mean? Like all educated dudes want to be tough, and all tough dudes should at least want to be educated. Like what do you think. <laughs> and the job Morant situation, it comes down to a whole bunch of unanswered questions. Mm. Colorado is an open carry state, unless you're consuming alcohol. So they're gonna go and review all this footage from whatever club they was at. And if this man is drinking alcoholic beverages and brandishing a weapon. Okay. Why uh, is that a stipulation? I, I, that's yeah. their that's their state law. That's, that's, that's the law. state law that they okay. agreed to have. Just like just like you driving a car ain't illegal, but you can't drive it if you're drinking. You can drink, but you can't drive. A, you can't do them both okay. together. Unanswered questions. There's also the question of whose gun was it? Was it his gun? And is he traveling with the gun with the team? Off so it's a bunch of unanswered questions. That he's going to eventually have to answer. They started off with a two-game suspension. Then they started off with an indefinite suspension. And now he's going to be away from the team for an uh, undisclosed amount of time to get his life decisions and get his life together, work on his issues. Somebody threw a 52 games to me, and I didn't see anything that said that. Okay. The, I think it's either the NBA 
or the uh, Memphis Grizzly organization has a clause in it that says if you're traveling with weapons or something like that, if you get caught with a gun with the team, it's automatic 50 games. Whoa. Yeah, they, they probably it, did it, a Gilbert Arenas rule, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because somebody clearly did this stupid yeah. ass shit before. Gilbert Arenas. And it was almost a life and death situation because they was too scared to just be two big motherfuckers that were really to fight it out and walk away. No, you want to come to the locker room with a gun and threaten somebody like you tough, Mr. Arenas, and you clearly ain't never been tough. So that is the other thing about it. And the John Moran situation is breaking down to of the the old school Second Amendment versus dumb decisions. It's not guns that kill people. It's stupid people that do dumb things with a gun that kill people, right? right. So this is where everybody's drawing the line. Shaq, you know, the TNT crew and uh, Stephen Jackson and all the internet people is talking when it's just some people are trying to say it's a thug being a thug and some people are trying to be and say, no, this is just a basketball player who made a mistake. And some people are saying he didn't make a mistake. He just did something very dumb. Uh, when Kyrie, Kyrie Irving posted a clip from a movie that got branded anti-Semitic, posted, deleted, right? But he lost sponsorship. He got in trouble, trouble. Nike is standing by John Morant and brandishing a weapon in, in, this, in, in this hip-hop culture. Mm. They're gonna they're gonna allow him the time he needs to get himself together before we make it. The, or and we're gonna stand by him while he gets the time he needs and counseling and all that, which is okay. Nike, I'm not condemning you, Nike, but what you did to Kyrie Irving over a movie that anybody can go see is not like it's taboo. It's not like sisters fucking brothers or some shit. It was just a movie with views that got titled anti-Semitic and they took his shoe away. They took all his little extra endorsements away over something that they deemed anti-Semitic because it got deemed anti-Semitic. But this is a real issue with the teens and the uh, drill, uh, hip-hop, murder, hip-hop era. Drugs and murder and money. That's all these dudes rap about now. Drugs, guns, murder. And 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 they really don't rap, rap, rap about booties and chicks no more. It's guns, drugs, and murder. This is not hip hop. This is death hop. This is the quickest way to either go to jail, kill somebody for going to jail, or be dead because somebody killed you over being an op. Okay, so the the gun culture, the magnifying, the, the glorification of the gun culture, mixed with clout, mixed with hi guys, look at me. I used to be scared of people who. Point on the internet where people you see the internet when when you see the gun and I'm like damn who is fucking doing that these niggas crazy until I realize you're pointing a gun at a phone that is the lamest wackest dumbest hoest goofiest most unimportant shit you could ever do for clout is to point a gun at a phone to threaten somebody with it so this is the era of generation generational curse that they're building that we're going to have to break in order to have some piece of the innocent people getting killed over and over again. Like, I got to go to the funeral of the lady who got killed last week, got shot in the face, just getting out of her car, dropping her daughter off at work. That was the family of an ex, that this lady was a real sweet person. And the gun culture, just people out here shooting, John Morant got a gun, I'm going to get a gun too. Like, So, it's so many levels and layers to it that I think that now the NBA should take a stance on anti-gun culture. Why not, Ja? Why not you be you 
that almost threw your career away and go out here and save lives and take okay. uh, advocate to taking guns out of these people's hands and these rappers' mouths to stop talking about guns so much and get back to emceeing. Get back to being somebody that has an opinion that, that delivers a message to a community where it can be, it give value instead of just taking more people out of common sense way. I'm sorry. My John Morant view is very different. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 definitely crazy. And job man, I hope you learned your lesson. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. And I I really don't feel like it was any malice. Me looking at it, I don't think it was any malice. It's just me being a black black man and knowing how I was at 23. Not saying that I was flashing the gun. I wasn't. But like you said, it's about the culture. It's the culture. And the culture now it's different than the culture when I was 23. So mm -hmm. I can't compare them. No, I can't. But our culture, you know what we was talking about? Everybody's trying to be a pimp. Everybody's trying to get all have all the girls and stuff. That's where I came up. That was the thing to do. Big it wasn't, we wasn't worried. Of, yeah, we wasn't worried about that. We was trying to get money. We were talking about talking about having all the girls and all of that. And 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 you can say what you want to say about that as well. And it's one is not better than well, one is slightly better. I'd rather you do that than be gun and shooting and all that. But that's another thing. With John Morant, I hope you learned your lesson, man. That's just our opinion about that. With another thing, though, that I really want to get into, <laughs> something dropped this weekend, King. Oh, shit. You got to tell us what dropped this weekend, man, well, or this Com past week Comedy or whatever. Comedy Legacy is continuing. Uh, Dave Chappelle was doing it. Um, Dion Cole did it. Lil Rail did it. We're getting back into the big comedy specials. Chris Rock Netflix special. <laughs> mm was certified hilarious to me as a comedy uh, student, performer, and fan. Never really been a Chris Rock fan, but I've always respected the level of jokes that he's done and the aspects that he's shown, illustrated. This shit was brilliant. Mm. Every topic, every switchover, it was comedic gold, period, point blank. He didn't pander at all. He made a few little slip of the lips, but he made up for it. And his topics was all hidden about how the culture of sex is so dramatic that people ain't holding hands, but they they eat your ass, but you, you, you they ain't holding hands. How is hold? How is eating ass more intimate than holding hands nowadays? So it's like so much things, so many things that he talked about, and you know he talked about your boy too. Who, who who's Big, my boy? Big Willie. Though, <laughs> <laughs> so he finally came out about the Will Smith situation, mm -hmm. and and. And watching that was crazy. I thought, crazy. like you said, Keith, just hearing your perspective on that, especially when it's comedy and uh, especially just anything, because we all have our specialties. And I always want to pick our brains when it's something dealing with one of our specialties. Mm -hmm. So throwing that with Keith and just hearing your response to that, I thought it was genius. I like how he segued everything. Mm -hmm. I like how he kind of just threw the whole bit. He attacked, he actually finally talked about the Will Smith slap incident. Where it started, the origination from how he it, got into it. Mm -hmm. But he kind of segued. It was like back and forth. Like it was like, like you know how people doing he double ducks? He, he teased. Yeah. So yeah. the first few minutes he'd bring it here, act like he's coming around that corner, and, and then, then he'd be like, Yeah, he said, right the here, last though. thing I need is me is another mad rapper. And he yeah. and he did it a couple of times. Uh, that reminded me of uh stuff that Dave Chappelle do. You mm -hmm. know, he kind of he kind of mm -hmm. He'll say something lingering, just debate you a little bit and get back to what he's saying, but then bring it home at mm -hmm. the end. It was just great. I thought it was great writing, mm -hmm. uh, great delivery. It's the evolution of his life, man. He was talking about how his mother used to have to go to the veterinarian 
because they didn't let black people go to a white dentist. Exactly, yeah. And then he said his daughter is in culinary school in France and his mother gets to fly on him yeah. to go to France to have dinner and lunch at a cafe with it. Come on, man. So that, that right there, if that ain't him showing that life and art and comedy and pain and, and past and present and future can all come full circle. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. What's your thoughts on that, Kevin? I mean, I think he did a great job the way he touched on everything. Um, they trying to say that that he had he's been infatuated with Jada Pick Pickett. Oh my god. They like, yeah, did y'all notice that he actually filmed his show in her hometown of Baltimore? <laughs> did wow. you know that that she was from Baltimore? Wow, that is crazy. Okay, they're saying that he has an infatuation with her. I doubt it. But I he's a, it. he's from that being from the East Coast, like New York and stuff, it's like you if you're from New York, it ain't hard for me to say you doing stuff in Philly and Baltimore. It's kind of like I mean, you being from Chicago, kind of like no, it made sense, like, though. You know, he went like, to Gary. He on that BS. It's like what, no, he what, riding what around Chris the corner. Did, what Chris Rock did was he went to one of the toughest city to tell jokes in and did a special. <laughs> that is hard. New York, Harlem, uh, uh, Maryland, all the cities with a real tough black uh, area. It's hard to do because the rooms are hard. Then people are then people live a hard life. So it's very it's not easy to make them people laugh on just some hee hee ha ha shit. When you come and you you usher usher in that comedy style and people receive it, you know it works. Yeah, he has some stories to tell. Chicago, Compton, uh 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 <laughs> not San Diego, but um maybe Detroit. Golden State. What's Golden State? Uh, uh Bay Area. Yeah. Uh uh um Oakland. Oakland, Oakland is yeah, one of the yeah. toughest cities tough city. to do comedy in because the people are so real. Detroit, them people is so fucking gutter. Like it's not gutter like bad, but tough I mean, as shit. Tough, yeah, tough. So, so it's, it's, it it was just a remarkable thing. And then for him to break down where the past came to the present and how she hated on him and how he took it out on her, and it was so many different things that I'm not gonna tell y'all. Y'all gonna have to go watch that shit because yeah. it, it was powerful. It's a nice little 45 minutes. I had something I wanted to say about it, but this age is getting to me. I just drew a whole blank. God damn it. But shout out, shout out to Chris Rock. We're going to jump in this chocolate gumbo, man. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. People be safe as you move in and about this country, in and out this world. People are dying every day, getting caught in the wrong situations. Four people crossed the border from Texas to Mexico. Got uh, uh, caught in the crossfire with uh, uh, either the cartels or human traffic, uh, human human traffickers. Mm. Then people went out there for augmentation surgery, two dead, two in police custody in Mexico because they was kidnapped but recovered. So people, please, please, whatever you do, be careful. Stay understanding that this world is you can do whatever you want to do, but it's a certain way you got to do it. Fly to the Dominican Republic or wherever you're going to have these illegal surgeries or or under the cover backdoor garage in Brazil surgery, please fly. Do what you have to do. Call a travel agent. Do some research. Don't just drive across the border and get caught up in the crossfire. And God bless those people who died. You had no idea that was going to happen. God bless you. God bless their families because y'all hurt right now. And please, people, be careful. They just issued a warning for people, Americans traveling to Mexico. Do not do it on the back roads. Take the fucking flight. Go to the resort. Stay on the resort. Yep. 
Stay, stay with that. You mm. don't drink no funny ass liquor out there. Please that's, be careful. That's already been over with. That was years ago. Liquor's but but people was, was people was. No, yeah, that. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. So you got to please you be, be as you travel, as you travel, as you travel. Please be careful. Go ahead. No, but then it was another story. Did y'all hear about Lord the Jesus. um the guy? It was a guy on an airplane, United flight. I believe he was traveling from Los Angeles to Boston. Oh my God, this man went a little cuckoo after five hours. You know, it's about a little over five hours to get from the West Coast to the East Coast. This man was hollering out on the flight saying something about, I'm going to kill everybody on the plane and I'm going to shoot some, they got guns in here and I'm going to shoot everybody on the plane. Attacked a uh, 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 attendant with a, a fork or a spoon or something like that. Oh my God. Oh when my did, God. Where did that voice kiss come from? Did, is that the original <laughs> audio from the plane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally was I'm trying to do his swivel, voice. Please. <laughs> but it was a passenger that uh that tackled him and they kind of got him tamed for the last. It was like almost it time must for have the been a spirit be flight. Please no, don't it was all the terrorists do not get on a spirit flight, you will get your ass beat and your motherfucking they don't come on spirit because they know all the they, they, they know they know all the real don't fly on on spirit oh coming out of uh, South Florida. You will get your Listen. ass beat and your turban took. Keith, Keith, when I seen that video that Kendra played that, that guy acting the fool, I said I, I, I said to I, I said oh, he got his ass knocked out. I'm just saying you on a flight with your kids. I, I'm not even talking to you. If you're doing that on a flight it's like Mike. I don't care. It's just it's people on there. It's like it's elder. It's older bro. people. It's kids. And bro. he tried to open the door bro. and then jump off the, the freaking plane. Like, yes, bro. he would have got. I would have put him. Stab the student. <laughs> stab the flight attendant. Would have got that broken bone. The moment he would have attacked this flight attendant, he would have went to sleep. I promise you. Everybody been cheering Man. on that flight. You threaten people, lives. Yeah, you just gotta not just knock him on out on the airplane just in knock him out, air. And then he could y'all could get we can we can land safely, drop them off. Fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't gotta be no fuss. Please, people, be careful. Yeah, be careful, yeah. be Some careful. People need to drive. And mental and 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 really, really on all mental health. Oh my men, god, that's very that's serious. All that is. Yes. We can really tell that something was uh going real wrong with him. And uh, man, I hope whatever help he needs, he, yeah, he, he definitely get it because it, it it wasn't like you him know malice. Ever since was COVID, the people spazzing out on planes and at the airport has tm-tripled since COVID. Oh, because yeah, they are starting to people, travel. People with mental more illness, now. yeah, who maybe so. Are so, suffering yeah. from Ill, mental illness. <laughs> people who are suffering from mental illness are traveling more, and it's it's really taking a toll on their stress level. So please, if you suffer from mental illness, drive. I thought you were about to say something else. I ain't going to say this. I ain't going to say what I Get on the Greyhound. Okay, RJ, go <laughs> ahead. We got to get on Chocolate Gumbo. The Chocolate Gumbo time. We got to talk about the subject that we left from last week, uh, episode 16. This is 17. We talked about, um, have you ever had a dream or a mm -hmm. goal mm -hmm. that you had to just go all the way, mm -hmm. that you jumped off the edge, that you took a chance, and what gratification did you get from that? Um, I don't know who wants to start first. I mean, for me, um, they call me a serial entrepreneur. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I, I actually kind of had to get pushed a little bit um into the hair. I've been doing hair since I was like 14. Mm -hmm. And I also held a corporate job for a long time doing accounts payable for Hyatt Corporation. Okay. And I literally was balancing both, but needed to just push myself, Kendra, just just stop working. Like you need to just continue to just do only do hair. Like you got all these clients, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like trying to prepare myself um, for when I was going to just actually go ahead and just open a salon and 
do all of that, all of that stuff. But I guess, you know, God was like, hey, if you ain't finna do it right now, I'm finna help you do it right now. So the company outsourced and I was like fired basically low key with a settlement. And then I went on. I ain't turned back since. That was since 2009. Ever since 2005, I have been my own boss. So I was pushed a little bit, but I was, you know, I, I'm always a planner kind of sort of when it comes to things like that. So I like to be prepared. So I was mentally trying to prepare myself for for that, but you know, I hey, it's 2023. I've been making it for how long? How many years is that? 205, 2023. Mm. Entrepreneur and still creating businesses. So yeah, I ain't turned back yet, y'all. So if I can do it, y'all can do. Well, coming from three people who who have our makeup, it's it's not easy to see if we had a goal or had an idea or had a dream that mm. we wanted to go pursue. Some of us know what we want, and some things just come to you. When some things are for you, they come to you full circle. Uh, I've always been very animated, very illustrative. But when I was a small kid, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, I was a class clown. I was a kid getting your kids in trouble. That's who I was. I was the one doing stupid shit, making fart noises, standing up, clapping while the teacher back was turned, while everybody's sitting down. Not Ill. I was the one getting whoopings for just being silly at school. Got kicked out of a high school for just being entertaining. Um, it wasn't until I was 28 years old and I didn't know that comedy was a real thing until I met a comedian. He came to the house, uh, pulled up. I was cracking on him. We was joning for a minute. I got the best of it. And the dude just all of a sudden stopped laughing. He's like, you think you funny? Are you, you done? You think you funny? Well, if you think you really funny, take your ass down to jokes and notes. Put your name on that list for signing up for Wednesday open mic and see how fun you is. And 16 years later, I am blessed to be on so many stages. I can't remember what jokes I told. Uh, uh, I mean, how many times I've been on stage, but thank God that God gave me the ability to make people feel something good and feel joy. And now your boy Big Keith is on the cusp of being one of the newest, funniest comedians ever to come out this country. So God bless y'all, Big Keith. We, I, I had a dream. I had, I didn't, I had a dream, but I didn't have a goal. And my dream was to make people laugh, and I didn't know how I was going to do it until God pulled uh, put it in front of me, and I've been going ever since. So thank y'all so all much. All right, all right. Shout out to Big Keith, man. Be That's, what you're supposed hey, to be. That's the message. Be yes. what you are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that just keeping that thing going, man. Uh, like you said, um, my 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 stories were a little dramatic. Um, I knew at sixteen that I wanted to do music, you know, so um. Mm-hmm. I started off had I had a start off doing a had a gospel group. That's what's funny. <laughs> so I was in the gospel group. Started off at like 11, 12 singing gospel. Then then when I got 18, I went and did R and B, had an R and B group. We were supposed to be we man, we recorded a whole bunch of records. We were supposed to get signed to Russell Simmons and we met Jay-Z and uh we just was doing a lot of stuff. We was doing records with Tank and we was just moving, you know, right. like we was doing a lot of stuff. And then that kind of got to a halt. Okay. Um one of the members, one of my guys, he went out and did uh, P. Diddy's Making His Band. Oh, you talking about Will? Well, I know Will. Right. So we all did Making a Band with Will. So Will, my boy. Right? So Will's pretty much family with me. Uh, my wife and his wife are first cousins. Mm-hmm. So And I went to high school with Will. So we've been boys for a long time. So we did Making a Band together. And Will, we was there when Will made it from Chicago and stuff like that went on. But my boy did another thing called making his band so it's pretty much when p diddy had a band and he was putting like background singers and a band around right, him. Right, right, right. that's when that's what they did so my ah. boy tommy was on that 
And when he made that, we did a premiere and stuff like that. And it just seemed like our group. Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. My, my guy. So it seemed like it seemed like our group was me, Tommy, and Swift, which you know. So wow. we was the R&B group. Next level. Oh, I did not fucking know that. And my brother. So we was the R&B group, next level. And it seemed like it was the whole thing was pretty much breaking up or whatever. So once that happened, uh, he was kind of doing his own thing. And it, it, we wasn't really moving. And I was just dating Keita at the time. This is some years ago. Okay. And I was just real down. We me and Keita have probably been together a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife that I didn't want to sing anymore because I felt wow. like I, all of my life I've been in groups. So it was like, okay, well, now you're supposed to be solo. So I'm like, and I told her, I was like, ain't nobody who want to see me. And she was looking like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to my wife just always seeing in me what I didn't see in me. Yeah. So shout out to that, man. Make sure you find somebody that do that as well. Yeah. But just to get back to the story, you know, I, I did not want to do music anymore. I didn't think that I could do it. And to get to the place that I'm now, that I do this for a living. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I ain't, ain't no hit records. It ain't none of that. You know what I'm saying? I pay all my bills. I do all of this. I, I've been doing this for about 10 years. Yeah, so go. shout out, you know, 10 years of just making yes, go. making moves, doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Doing this independently. It's hard. I went in the direction that is not n- normal in my my career path. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, Keith, you didn't know exactly how you're going to do it. But what you did, and Kendra, you said the same thing. You, you pretty much put one foot in front of the other yes, and God did. worked. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We can look back and be like, God, you just because yeah. I don't. I didn't do this by myself. Thank you, yeah. God. you lined everything up. Yeah. I did the job yeah. by stepping out on faith yeah. and believing in the vision that you gave me. But it was all the work of God just lining everything up. Mm-hmm. Me reading, meeting the right people, doing the right thing, and I can honestly say that I do this full time. We just started in the podcast thing and this is another thing that we are stepping out on faith us three full-time investment full-time investment here too like this no for real like i really feel like um i have a a calling to to just talk and like be uh, a advocate for people and i have been saying that i wanted to do a podcast i actually tried to start it with two other females and it just wasn't picking up mm-hmm. i promise you i was at the right place at the right time i wasn't even supposed to be where i was this day when yes, i was, was. asked yes, i mean and it was in god's plan like it's it's my lane it was what i was supposed to do I, it was in my heart to be done and i i was invited into something that i feel so passionate about so you know what i'm saying like i'm grateful for that too it yes. was perfect. And just looking at that situation, even with how we came together, yes. it's so random. It wasn't like we knew each other for years. Mm-hmm. None of that. This is mm-hmm. all ordained. It was, mm-hmm. it happened like that. And I just happened to look yep. at Keith and I was like, hey, man, I want to do this, man. I wanted to do this. And some just told me, like, man, say that to him. Because I was trying to do a podcast. I had a whole nother podcast <laughs> name. Whole, and they all seen it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I had some equipment. And it was like, hey, I got this. I got that. And we all talked like, all right, let's do it. And it just clicked. It, it, it came yeah. together. The people that were supposed to do it. I, I was supposed to do this, I would say, two years before y'all came. That's crazy. Wow. And it's, it's kind of like everything was derailed or waited to this happen. Come you know on, what I'm saying? God. The reform. Y'all to make me and let me tell y'all something out here. <laughs> Chocolate Gumbo was out here. I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be in your zone. Your budget is good. You're working. You know how to do this. You're taking your trips. And you don't want to switch shit up. 
the world is crazy and volatile right now and your investments and your 401k and your kids college fund and this going on your parents and that going on when it's time to move god will show you where to move Mm -hmm. so don't feel like you're trapped Mm. you're you being steady being steady is not trapped Mm -mm. if you're unhappy change the little things you're doing even if you can't change the big shit you are not trapped in miserability you're not trapped in your routine anything you want to set your mind to speak it write it down read it out loud over and over again until you start seeing things push and pull into place to where you can do that so if you want to stay where you at be better where you at but if you want to move and you feel your heart pulling and you know you can't do it right now because this is too solid and this god is going to show you when god is going to make a time for you and your gifts and your abilities and your wants and desires to line up and you won't be able to fly straight I definitely, I definitely got anything else to say, Kendra, about that. No, I mean just manifestation and just believe and don't be afraid to to step out and do what it is that you want to do. We only have one life to live, y'all. So don't keep that that idea or that thought in your head and leave it there. Like step out and start doing some things. Like you and, and see what happens. Like if it's the right lane that you're supposed to be in, God gonna manifest it. And if it's actually what you want to do, you're gonna walk and 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 strive in it. So just don't be afraid. Hey, we only got one chance at life. Do what it is that you want to do. Make speak it happen. It, speak it, say it, smell it, taste it, and be it. Yes. You, I, I'm going to say this last point about this. You don't understand who you are until you're in a place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So you're broken down. And sometimes it takes you to be vulnerable to step out on faith, to do something that you have you are totally afraid of. Or you don't think you don't know. And that's how you don't understand what kind of person you are or who you are until you do that. And it's at those moments when you start understanding who you are and what you're made of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to step out on faith. And it's so much sweeter, man. It's just it's so much better, man, when you know that you made this this jump and this leap and you can look back and be like, because yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. It's going to be like people who stop working 40, 60, 70 hours a week for a boss and going to the business to face up and realize you're working 100 hours a week for yourself now. Every day you're working, every minute. And you're going to make the mistakes and have the pitfalls and go through the downs. But guess what come after the downs? That hard work, that consistency, that effort, that persistency is going to lead you back up that mountain and you'll see it. And if it don't work, find out why it's not working. Go back into the workforce for a little while. Revamp that shit and do it again. Do it as many times as it takes to make it. Don't just give up and don't think that stopping is giving up as well. Mm. You're learning. You're learning every day. You learn You learn more from when shit is messed up than when it's good anyway. Yeah. Force you, uh, mistakes force you to make the right adjustments. Yes. So yes, mistakes yes, 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 are yes. a great thing. You know, to mess up and feel like, oh man, I failed or, or this didn't work out the way I think, then you just make the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it helps you do that. So it's not losses, it's lessons. You know, so that's, that's the thing that we're talking about. So for those that's thinking about jumping out on faith and doing it, do it. Don't let nobody, don't ask your cousin. You know, if you know you're a plumber and you want to talk to your cousin that's an electrician, he don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's your mama, if your daddy, I don't care if it's your daddy. If they did exactly what you did, mm-hmm. they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then even if you talk to people that's doing what you're trying to do, some of them ain't trying to want, they want you to do it. Right. 
But you ask and you find your mentor, find you somebody you can pattern yourself behind, read you some fucking books on the laws of attraction, rich dad, poor dad, find those books and those resources. So you know who's giving you good advice and you know who's giving you bad advice. You know who know and you know who don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, RJ, I think it's time. It is time. It is time. But, you know, we got we got one more thing. Hang it off the cliff. (laughs) Now, this is the thing. This is the thing. Now. The cliffhanger, and, and this we got to talk about this next week because we really don't have no damn time. We actually went over damn, damn, damn. Passion is passion. Passion is passion. We try to bottle it all up, but, yeah. you know, sometimes it doesn't work like that. So the question that I want to ask is um, men, and this is for women. You can, you can ask, men feel alone. Uh, a lot of men that we talk to, we feel alone. We feel mm-hmm. that we don't get the same support that our kids, of course, or, you know, especially we could compare it to our childhood. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, when you become a man, it ain't the same when you mama's little boy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, life is a little different. We feel like we're alone and we don't have the same support as kids, women, and pets do. Mm-hmm. So I know women, uh, I know a lot of my women, strongly disagree with us but me and Keith is talking and we've kind of feel on the same page and I think we might be missing each other with our perspective of that comment mm-hmm. but you know what you what you, you I, I don't uh-uh, know wait for next week nope 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 I just gotta nope, say this nope, real quick nope. did you just compare yourself to a pet and like you think pets recently yeah, we're talking about this next week. So please DM us. We need all the comments. We need all the smoke. Us men really feel like that. Guys, come on, tell your comments. Chime tell in. us your so chime in. We chime in, chime in us. Follow us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. We everywhere, y'all. We Check us everywhere. out. Big Keith, B I G K. And share, okay? Tell people about us. Come on now, tap in. Chocolate Gumbo, the podcast. Chocolate Gumbo, the podcast. You can follow us and you can follow with me, Kendra, and Keith uh, for everything else we do. Kendra got some mobile bartending, real estate, and and hair and everything else she does. She does, And that's just a little bit of what she does. (laughs) We're not even going to put a limit on her. And I'm a a baby daddy positivity trainer. (laughs) And I'm also looking for a sugar mama. Hey, baby. Sugar mama's Take your teeth out and wear me out. You take your teeth out. You hear me? Okay, y'all. Until next time. What we what we out of here, right? We, we out of here. here today. We definitely got to get out of here. So it's it's been real. It's been fun, and uh, you know we got to just do it the right way. Also, yeah. follow support RJ Mitchell. The man's got music out on yeah. on all Great. the social media, hey, all, I, I all the mediums where music bro. are. So. Amazing artist, amazing yeah. uh real estate agent, bartender, and headdresser, and, and the number one comedian, comedian in the country. I'm yeah. yes. yes. So man, it's Love been a pleasure. It. It's been real. Until next time, we got to go out with a bang, man. Okay. Let's hey, do it. chocolate gumbo. You know we dropping on Sundays, right? Episode 17. 17. Let's go. Love you guys. Reels, clips, Dang. clips, reels coming real soon. Yeah. Real you can share with your people. Yeah. Share with your loved ones. Tag, comment, share, subscribe. Subscribe, 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 subscribe so we can go live, y'all. Hey. Chicago to around the world, chocolate gumbo, baby.